Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hello. And welcome back to another episode of The Moments That Made Me with me, your host, Roxina Fusi. I am so excited to introduce this week's guest, the absolutely wonderful Karina Tala. Karina is an Ayurvedic health and healing coach and an energetic healer. I've been following her on Instagram for some time and I saw her posting a little bit about her own journey on Instagram stories. Um, I was so shocked and inspired and in awe of her own story that I had to get her on the show to really understand her three defining moments. Hi Karina! Hi Roxy, thank you for having me, I'm so excited for today. Me too, honestly you always give me such warmth and pure joy through my phone, I'm just obsessed with you. (laughs) I love that. Oh, it feels yeah. It's really I'm really grateful to connect today, just likewise with you. So much love always being poured. It's amazing. Oh, I feel like it's really weird. I feel like I have loads of friends that I formed online through lockdown, and then I forget that I've actually never met them face to face. And you're definitely one of those. I'm like that. I feel like I know you. I know. It's a soul thing, honey. It's a soul thing. (laughs) Let's get straight into your first defining moment. Okay, amazing. So I would definitely say my first defining moment was discovering Ayurveda. So as you shared, I'm an Ayurvedic health and healing coach. And this science is the oldest holistic health system on planet Earth to have ever graced the planet. And it's a system of mind-body connection. It is a system that understands that to achieve true balance and well-being, we have to integrate our mind, body, emotion, soul, and spirit, and look after each and every one of them. And when I came to discover Ayurveda, I was about 19, 20, and I had already been struggling with my own mental health for about nine years by this point. And when I'm talking about mental health, I don't just mean like a little bit of anxiety or stress, but really disturbing um, depression, panic disorder, self-harming, drug addiction, chronic PTSD, nightmares, insomnia, like you, everything you can think of mental health. I had already battled it for kind of half my life already by then. And when it came to 
the Western kind of allopathic side of things, I was just a lost cause in the medical system. They just had no idea what to do with me, um, apart from just try and prescribe pharmaceuticals with actually no deep understanding of how to heal. So already by the time I was 20, I thought I was just doomed for the rest of my life. I'm never going to live a normal life. I'll never have a job. I'll never be able to socialize normally or create healthy relationships that weren't toxic and destructive. I will forever hate myself and hate my body. And that is that already, you know, by this really young age. And I had really gone in and out of different hospitals and specialists. I would wait months on end to see all different specialists for physical health as well, because by this point, my whole body had burnt out. I literally didn't have a digestion. I couldn't walk. I was covered in cystic acne. I had 80 symptoms at one point at my lowest point, And it was really a bit of a disaster. And when it came to starting to kind of think, okay, there must be something I can do. I can't just take these doctor's words that there's no help for you. You just have to take medication for the rest of your life and began to have willingness to explore that there must be something else in the world that can guide me to heal. I want to experience life. I want to know what it's like, how everyone else lives it, you know, feeling happier and feeling healthy. And as soon as I had that willingness Ayurveda came into my life and I actually discovered it about four o'clock in the morning on YouTube. It was the most divine but random thing at the same time. And I discovered an Ayurvedic doctor in London. And I remember just rocking up to her clinic in South London, just in absolute pieces. And I honestly thought it's just going to be another loss, you know, lost cause. No one can help me, but let's just worth a shot. This random Ayurvedic thing. Um, couldn't even say the word at the time. Let's just give it a go. I'm desperate. I'm so desperate at this point. And she just looked at me and she didn't even know my name. I'm sat in front of her in her office. And she just said, dear, you need to start letting go. And I just burst into tears and I was like, what? How does she know this? She's like seeing into my soul. She hadn't even seen my health intake form. And this is the power of Ayurveda. You only need to look into someone's eyes and you can see they're holding trauma. They're holding emotions in their body, the way they are walking, the way they're speaking, the way they're breathing. In Ayurveda, we are literal detectives of the mind and the body. And at this point as well, I had very much not opened up to anyone about really how bad my mental health was. I was very much isolated, hiding myself away. So for this woman to just really know, okay, well, I can see what's going on. And in Ayurveda, we work with many different diagnostics of the physical body, one being a tongue analysis. So you stick your tongue out and we can analyze from the tongue where you're holding emotions, what traumas and pains or organs are out of balance. And I stuck out my tongue and she was like, sweet girl, she would say. She's, you know, a lady in her elderly age. She would say, depression, deep, deep in your tissues. And it comes from childhood and it's making you sick. You need to let go to heal. And my journey with Ayurveda began from there. I really began from there because suddenly out of a whole, you know, nearly a decade by this point, not a single doctor with PhDs and masters, you know, through the roof could give me a single solution. And this lady within the first 10 minutes opened up my whole entire life. And I devoted to Ayurveda, dedicated, and I healed so rapidly. People around me in my life were like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> so discovering Ayurveda, 
it was absolutely my first defining moment because it saved my actual life. And I'm here today sharing it with others, teaching others, helping women who are literally just past versions of me heal as well in a way that is enjoyable, that's fun, that's easy, that's so simple and easy and actually restoring the power that we can heal our minds because there's a lot of focus on physical, um, you know, even a lot of mental these days, but not in the way that it needs, not in the depth that it truly takes to heal mental, emotional and spiritual imbalance, especially spiritual pain, because spiritual pain runs deep and that you cannot heal by thinking. You cannot heal by thinking in the mind. You have to heal by feeling in your soul and your body to truly liberate yourself. So yeah, a little bit long-winded there, but that is my first defining moment. Oh my God, that is just incredible. What a story. I have so many questions. (laughs) I have so many questions. So I don't, before I ask, can I go backwards now or is that are your next two moments to do with going backwards you can ask me anything you want go any direction (laughs) okay I have I'm gonna remind me to ask you to define spiritual healing so I definitely wanted to touch on that but I want to go back so you say that by 19 you had already lived half your life almost um Mm -hmm. in suffering it yeah. mental, physical, whatever you were suffering. Um, that's really extraordinary. How did this all start? What what was happening? Mm, yeah, thank you for asking. So I'll be honest and I'll be vulnerable and raw because it's just the way I am, and I don't like skirting around the, the side of things. But maybe just a trigger warning um, for anyone that struggled with their mental health as well. But what I really started with is I was born into a really painful family. So adults with their own unhealed wounds and traumas that had been passed down to them. And my mother had me very young. She was actually 20 herself. Her story is beyond incredible as well. I can't even comprehend the things that she's been through either to get to where she is today. But what happened is she she met my dad. And when she first fell pregnant with me, he was not showing any signs of mental health issues at the time. But what happened was two weeks after I was born, his very severe mental health disorders began to surface and he was extremely violent. So the first time he went to punch my mum in the face, he missed and punched me in the back of the head at two weeks old. I had like a weird lump, like a fist on the back of my head, literally in my skull. So my journey on planet Earth began with that. It began with deep fear, began with thinking that the whole world is violence, is abuse, is trauma. Some days I get home, I wouldn't actually know if that was going to be the day that he would kill us both or not, because he would literally say like, you're dead, I'm coming to get you. I remember looking out my window after school one day and he was outside with a chainsaw saying that he was going to come kill us. It was like 4pm. You know, the things that have happened are unbelievable. The police would come a lot. My mom would be taken to hospital. Um, My first memories on this planet are so gory and so graphic and torturous that I could never even share explicitly because it's, it's too horrific. But, you know, I can't watch horror films now because it's just I've had the real life thing. So we managed to escape um, from this domestic violence and, you know, all all different levels of abuse and kind of break free and begin. And 
I saw him again at around age 10 and a lot more abuse happened there. And it's so, it's just horrific. I've had him try to set a dog on fire in front of me over a fireplace. He has, would urinate all over my belongings, smash down doors, smash down windows. Um, the things that have happened have just been, yeah, just beyond horrific. And I'm an only child, so... I grew up with this not having anyone to talk to, again, single mum working her hardest to literally just survive, make ends meet. Some weeks we wouldn't even have money to have food on the table. She would always go without, she wouldn't eat so I could. And life was just a struggle. So what happened was we went through these times and when you're a child, you don't really question. I've definitely struggled to make friends and connect with people on a deep level. I was very very scared of everyone but again I just thought oh all mums and dads live like this all family houses are like this and then when you go to secondary school you start to realize that that's probably not the case and things really started to go downhill from about 12 and I really think that's because that's when you truly start to question who you are and your identity and you'll slowly begin to break away from from your parents and find your own self and suddenly I realized I had no connection to myself. I was just overwhelmed with pain and emotions and sadness and feeling deeply lonely. And lots more traumas happened there. I had a lot of stuff with uncles, you know, on heroin. We had heroin next to the Colgate in the bathroom like it was normal, never questioned it. He would, you know, one of my uncles would shoot up in front of me, wouldn't question it. He taught me how to roll my first cigarette at 11, um, wouldn't question it, you know, all these just kind of things that happened. I just thought it was very normal. But what happened there is then I had never been modeled safety or self-love or how to even feel an emotion. I didn't actually learn what an emotion was until I was 20 when I started therapy. Um, I had no idea what an emotion was. I couldn't even tell you just completely disconnected and when I began starting to take drugs at about 12 um it was just a complete trying to numb and escape and hide but it's just because what I saw around me it was just normal I really again just didn't think anything was wrong with it but that led into a lot of dangerous situations hanging around with very dangerous people and not going to school and barely making it through the day without having a breakdown or cutting myself or drinking, whatever it was. It was just despair beyond belief. So it all really began from the, big, you know, obviously childhood, but then the teenage years were the hardest. It was honestly, my heart shivers when I think about it because I don't know how I got through those times. I really remember being about 14 and being like, I'm, this is it, this is when I'm going to kill myself, I'm done, what, I don't understand why people come to this planet, what are we even doing here, what is the point with all this suffering and pain, and it kind of ties into an honest defining moment for me was when I was really ready to like do it and just be gone, and crying so just broken down on the floor, and I used to always just scream, can somebody come and help me, please, I was just always alone, no one was ever at home, she was working all the time. So I was just so lost and lonely. And I just remember so clearly, makes me emotional to think about it, so clearly just kind of hearing it in a voice saying, don't give up, you're going to help people one day. And at this point, I had, you know, no awareness again of even health, of spirituality, of healing. And this voice literally stopped me from doing it. 
it stopped me so clearly. And then suddenly I had this realization at just the young age of 14 that, oh, maybe, maybe there is a purpose behind everything I've been through. And maybe it could help. Maybe if I learn to help myself when I'm older, I would say, I could change it around. And unfortunately, you know, the pain continued for many years after um, many events, many tragedies, oh, just unbelievable things. But it led me to a path of actually being able to heal and to actually stop wanting to die and starting to want to live. And that's quite an alien thing for me. You know, I've lived more of my life wishing I wasn't here than I'm wishing I was here. So it's really interesting that if the work I do now, I'm very comfortable to go into to dark places and get people to heal because I've been in there. I've literally lived in hell and come out the other side. So that is really what leads to as well what you mentioned earlier about spiritual healing. What is spiritual healing? Spiritual healing is saving your own self. It is being able to be the one that comes and picks up yourself from the floor, that soothes your own wounds, that validates yourself, that nurtures your inner child, that transforms your world, that does not give up. And then most importantly, spiritual healing is having blind faith in something that you cannot see. Whether that be you're struggling with your mental health or physical health and you don't think there's a way out, but you have blind faith that you're going to make it through somehow. Spiritual healing is kind of like being blindfolded and walking into a pitch black tunnel, but trusting that the light is on the other side and you will make it out to the other side regardless. Spiritual healing is having the deep compassion in your heart and empathy for your being that you are a human and it is okay to be in pain, that you are not your trauma, that you are not your past, you're not even your story. You're something so much deeper than that. And when we can begin to shed away the ego's fear of judgment, of comparison, of criticism, and truly step onto a path where you are aligned with your higher self, which is your true self, which does not compare, which is not insecure, which does not keep you shackled to the pains of your past, but allows you to set free, that is embarking on a path of spiritual healing. So it really began then. I honestly, oh my goodness, you are just, wow. I actually am like so stunned. I have no words. I really don't, I think firstly thank you so much from the bottom of my heart for sharing your story and being so open and so vulnerable and I am so sorry for the younger you you know when you describe you just my heart just wants to step into your younger self and just hold her and hug her and it's it's so unfair that any child ever has to be subject to to any of that and I'm so glad I'm so glad that your inner voice stopped you and saved you and I just think it's just oh my god (laughs) it's just incredible the way that you are able to 
be here today, to be here at all, and then to be able to be healing others through this extraordinary story that you have, this extraordinary past. I think this is the most incredible story I've heard. I am just, wow. You are so strong, so, so, I mean, we are blessed to have you on this earth to be able to help us in our own journeys. So thank you so much. Thank you, Roxy. Thank you. It means a lot. How does it feel now? Because I heard you were getting, you know, you you did feel a little emotional. And how does it feel when you look back at sort of, because it, it seems like, you know, there's you before Ayurveda and you after. And how do you feel now thinking back to to that person, to that child, to who you were? Mm, Yeah, that's a good question. What comes through for me now is because I feel so far away from that time within my own self is that I, when it comes up and I'm speaking about it, I have these moments where I, I do feel shocked, where I'm like, oh my goodness, that actually was my life, that actually happened. And then deep, just like love and like fierce protection for that little girl. And like everything I do, I literally do it for my inner child, I swear. I just promised her, I made an oath that I would allow her to, you know, feel safe and enjoy herself in this world and express herself. So it does, you know, I'm an emotional person anyway. Um, and I own that. I'm not ashamed of that at all. I feel a lot. I feel everything. I feel myself. I feel the world. I feel others. I'm just, oh, it's a lot. So just mainly love and also a determination to keep going, like a deep determination to like not give up, like never give up, just keep going and keep helping other women as well and so much of the work I do you know really it's okay it's about 10% Ayurveda and the rest is is deep spiritual healing and being able to help other women heal their inner children and their inner adolescence and all the former versions of themselves just gives me that great joy so even when I think of that little girl I almost also see all the little girls of the women I've worked with and like this this power of this union that although we feel like we are so different on the surface underneath we're really not (laughs) we are really not and it's very humbling when I think of those times um you know also with a balanced view you know it's interesting my my journey of life there has been so much darkness juxtaposed with so much light and it's really interesting to have had such an experience of extremes of both it really allows me to understand others as well on a level that I can really fully relay um when it comes to mental health as well it's so important the who we're working with we feel like we can relate to I remember when I was if I was choosing to work with someone on my own healing journey I would always ask them but have you been through this have you in your actual life been through this and if they would say no I wouldn't work with them I want life experience because I, from my own experience, no matter how many qualifications they had and accolades, unless you've walked the actual tour, you've been through it firsthand, no flipping book on this planet can teach you that, can teach you that deeper connection to what it's like. And this is why the mental health care in this country alone is so abysmal. It really is. We don't get it from the core and it needs to change. (sighs) You're incredible. (laughs) 
<laughs> you're incredible I've, I have nothing to say because you speak so eloquently and so passionately and oh my I just want a session with you I'm like <laughs> <"Kill> me <laughs> let's do it honey <laughs> um so Trina, you said that when you had discovered Ayurveda that you said had very quite a rapid transformation mm. so how rapid are we talking so let's talk rapid so when I talk about timing I don't want anyone listening to compare timings of their own journeys or think oh it's going to be the same for me because it won't because I'm me and you are are you and our souls will heal in their own timing but my personal experience and journey with Ayurveda after you know like I said severely struggling for really nearly a decade at this point it was honestly only about six to eight months incredible it was nothing really in the grand scheme of things considering the amount of trauma I had been through since my birth you know everything it was like a six to eight months and I just remember oh my god I still feel it in my heart now just this feeling it probably was a six month mark that things had just 360 completely I didn't have anxiety anymore I was sleeping well the nightmares had faded I wasn't having panic attacks. I could actually eat food without passing out with allergic reactions. My acne was healing rapidly. I could actually go out in public without, you know, feeling like I was going to throw up from nerves. And I kicked all the habits with drugs. I haven't drunk in years. I stopped smoking. I was smoking a lot as well. Just everything began to just fade. And I just had this inner light it's like someone came and turned the lights on and I was just like happy inside for the first time it was the weirdest feeling I honestly remember every day thinking in my head oh my god is this what people feel like is this what people feel like when you're happy when you're when you feel calm when you feel joyful oh my god this is what it feels like when the body is nourished from sleeping well from eating well from moving from things like journaling and meditation and inner child work it was just like the most, honestly, it was kind of, it was like a rebirth, you know, mm. um, of really like, wow, I'm inside this body and I'm here. Because when you go through such disconnected and disassociation trauma with your mental health and actual trauma, etc., you're so disconnected from your body. You're not inside your body and you're, you're, you're floating above it. I remember, honestly, just feeling like I was just floating above my physical vessel the whole time, never actually in it. Mm. And I would feel this deep hollowness, deep hollowness in the pit of my stomach. It was like I was carrying around a black hole. It was like someone could honestly put their hand through my stomach and it would come out the other side and I wouldn't feel anything. I had no sensation. It was just the most unbelievable thing. So when I started to heal with Ayurveda, come back into my body, feel connected, calm, grounded, nourished, balanced, I could start feeling my my body again and start feeling love for the first time, which was the weirdest, weirdest sensation because you can't experience love, as you know this, Roxy, you teach this, unless you fully love and accept yourself. And I'd never had that before. So when I began to first actually love and look after myself, it was just unbelievable. So it was rapid and the ball just kept rolling since then and, and here we are. You know, it doesn't mean that, you know, no one's perfect. We all have days of ups and downs and, you know, I still get triggered. Of course, we all do. I still am working so much on my own self and that is the humility of Ayurveda is that they say you are a student for life. Your spiritual journey 
will forever continue until the day your soul passes. You are learning. The job is, is never done because there is so much to you. And that humility allows me to show up every day, not being like, oh, I've done it now. I'm complete. I've done a, yeah. a bit here and here, which can feel like a lot of that in this industry. But no, true self-awareness means you wake up and you say, I'm a humble beginner today. Teach me today. Let me learn today. And that allows that rapid transformation to stay sustainable, right? When we talk about transformation, it's not something that starts really quickly, stops and then falls. It's something that is stable and has longevity each day until the rest of your life. Oh, I love that. I love hearing you talk about that time where you kind of thought, oh my goodness, this is what it feels like. Because <laughs> I think for anyone that has gone through darkness and comes out the other side, it is euphoric. Yeah, I really, absolutely. I really remember that kind of first, I would say, yeah, it's the first six months, even a year of just yeah. like every, you are so grateful to not yeah. be depressed. <laughs> and you're just like, oh my God, life <laughs> is incredible. And, yeah. like, and, and naturally, you know, that turns into a bit more of a like stable contentment mm. I would say yes. it kind of goes from this euphoria to something which is a bit more stable when you realize I think that it's not going anywhere because I don't yes. know if you you feel the same but or you felt the same but in the in those beginning stages of of any transformation there's always a little fear that you're about to lose it yes absolutely. there's like this is really fucking good where who's who's taking it from me yeah until absolutely. you realize that you did it for yourself which means that mm. you have the power to keep it as long as you want it. Yes, oh my goodness, completely, that's so true. And yeah, it's that feeling of like, this is too good to be true, when mm. is it gonna end? Or yeah. like I said, it's something gonna happen, we're gonna lose it, but I just love what you said, that is it right there. It's no, you did this, no, you created this, no one did it for you. And this is so much about, you know, a true value that I believe so much is that you are your own healer, no one can heal you. No one can change you. And you also can't change others. You can only heal and change yourself. And when you actually take that, you know, awareness and validate yourself for that and truly self-praise yourself for that, it's like, okay, well, no, this is me. Because so much of what happens, that part of healing where we think we're going to lose it or, mm. you know, we're going to fall off is that we think someone else has done it or yeah. it can be taken away and we still haven't recognized the power that has come from within us. Well, as soon as we start recognizing our power, it's like flipping game over, you know? There's no stopping you now. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. 
But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hi, I'm Vernon Kay. And I'm Holly Mackay. And we're here to tell you about our brand new podcast, Parenting Past the Pandemic, brought to you by Aviva. Yes, we're going to be delving into a whole heap of parenting topics from the generational gap to online safety. And some of the big topics which have come up through the pandemic, such as helping to manage our kids' anxieties and how we can affect the world they'll grow into. Parenting past the pandemic. Find it wherever you found this podcast. What is your third defining moment? I think we did the second, right? Yeah, it was woven in there somewhere. It came in, actually. Um, So what was your third defining moment? Yeah, so my third defining moment actually is when I took the leap of faith to change my path and fully step into being of service as a healer, as a practitioner. Because what I was doing before, I was actually at the London College of Fashion. So studying active wear and I loved, you know, my main expression was designing and drawing and creativity and I had a real passion for it. But my truest dream when I was younger was actually to be a doctor. And then obviously life happened and I thought, you know, that's never going to happen for me. People like me, you know, can't become doctors. Obviously struggling with my own self. So life kind of came around full circle when... I began to feel so passionate about Ayurveda, healed myself so deeply and wanting to share it with others. What happened was I was at university and I was very close to finishing my BA honours, my degree in fashion design. So it was year four. So within the gap year in between, I had fallen so sick and had a whole year off and I was very ill throughout uni, but I was still like getting over the finish line to to get through but I had made a clear decision that this is the path this is not for me I am not meant to be going into design I'm I'm meant to do CCs which I actually came up with the idea when I was at uni um I have to help and everyone around me was like don't be ridiculous you're so talented with this um in you know the final year all my grades had got like full marks full house predicted to get a first it was just you know it was from the outside like everything was working out but in my heart I was just I cannot go through with this and the leap of faith happened when I literally had six months to the wards to finish my degree okay four years I studied fashion before just six months to go and I decided to leave and pursue Ayurveda and everyone around me was like don't do it you're crazy finish it it's only six months and I was like no I'm leaving, I'm not doing this, I have to follow my dreams, I have to follow my heart, I don't care what any of you say, nope, I had people not talking to me because of it, they were ashamed, they were disappointed, they were just like, you have to finish, anyway, I took that leap of faith, blind faith, not knowing what the hell was going to come out of it, how was I going to start doing this, helping people, how was I actually going to make this into anything, and I took that leap of faith, and I haven't looked back since, and I've helped hundreds of women since, um, I'm only at the very beginning of my journey, my journey is like, hasn't even started, I know that in my heart, but that leap of faith was a huge defining moment, because if I hadn't taken that leap of faith, I would be, I don't know, I actually don't know where, working in fashion somewhere, absolutely miserable, not helping anyone, not even, you know, following my dreams my heart and my skills and my gifts so that was a huge moment 
absolutely. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's funny when you say to me, when you said just then and you said, you know, I, I just thought, I don't care what anyone says. I thought if there is anyone who is going to be strong in their decision, it's you. I mean, what you've <laughs> been through, you have developed such strength. I don't think anyone's telling you what to do. No. <laughs> That is true. You know me well already. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost laughable that people yeah. are trying to stop you. <laughs> Literally. Honestly, all my friends can vouch for that. They're like, just don't, don't mess with Karina. She just like, don't get in the way. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. So Karina, but I mean, just wow, 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 firstly. But I want to get a little understanding because... Some people will be listening to this and won't have any idea where what Ayurveda really is. And I know you explained it at the beginning, but people might now be like, oh my gosh, I'm so inspired by this. I really want to explore it for myself. Where would someone start? Yeah, okay, amazing. So you could start literally on my website. I have an introduction to Ayurveda which talks about Ayurveda, the doshas, and each dosha type. So that's like a very small introduction to see if it, you feel like you resonate with it. And then from there, I would actually start with books. So there's many books I recommend on my website as well, of amazing Ayurvedic authors that have shared about this science and teach it very well. But also as well, you know, with a health consultation, actually talking to an Ayurvedic practitioner getting them to basically be able to go through your holistic health, teach you about your Ayurvedic mind, body type and dosha, teach you about how to begin working with Ayurveda and go from there. So there's something very powerful about learning from a person as opposed to learning from an online source or a book when you first begin Ayurveda. That's how my journey really started for me to start making changes. I had read loads of books about Ayurveda before I had the cons- my first consultation years ago. But I didn't start applying it. I was reading it, understood it, had the knowledge, but I didn't start making changes. And so I I started working with the actual doctor because it's that support. It's that somebody able to explain it and and work through it. So I would say work with the Ayurvedic professional to begin your journey from a space that you understand it. Because when we're first learning about Ayurveda, it can sometimes feel a bit complex you know it's an ancient medical science of over 5,000 years old there's, there's you know it can feel a bit overwhelming at the start <laughs> um, <laughs> so yeah definitely working with an Ayurvedic professional that can help you on your journey is the best bet I love that okay and what if someone wants to come to you how does it work yeah so just through my website on my contact um, page on my website or on my services I have a health consultation service and healing coaching and you can just contact me through email via there super super easy and I always get back as soon as I can and yeah we just go from there at the moment obviously everything is via zoom um, as we've all adjusted to in the recent climate but it works just as well the energy is is just as powerful and strong Karina, you are just so, so inspiring. And I really have to say, I have never, you know, I flick through Instagram a lot. That's part of what I do. But I have, when your stories come up and you chat to camera and you also you dance and you share this wisdom, I literally just feel this incredible, just, it's like you have this such strong, powerful energy of love that just shines through. I actually, I mean, I saw your stories, as I mentioned at the beginning of this um, podcast, but I had no idea about the journey you'd been on, none. And 
I am so <laughs> shocked actually, <laughs> but it's just made me adore you even more because I do think you, you know, like you mentioned earlier, the best healers are ones who have been through the pain themselves and my God, you've been through it. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, I just thank you. Thank you for sharing your story. Um, thank you for being here for healing. And I definitely want to do more with you. I love your passion. I love your energy. And I know that there's so much that we can do together. So thank you. Uh, but before you go, I have 10 questions for you. Fire away. Do it. <laughs> First question is your favorite book. The Seven Spiritual Laws of Success by Deepak Chopra. That was my first book I ever read on my healing journey. And I read it once a year, every year. It is incredible. Oh, I love that. Okay, I'm going to try that one. Favorite quote. Wherever you go, there you are. And this is, to me, what healing is. Because we try, run away from ourselves. We watch TV. We get lost in drama and gossip. We run away on the holidays and traveling in different countries, really running away from ourselves. But wherever you go, there you are. So surrender to yourself, go inward, heal, rise and transform. And then that is where the real power lies. I love that. I think that it's so much about just honoring yourself wherever you're at. That self-love. Okay, your most influential mental. My inner child. Oh, beautiful answer 100% no one has taught me more than her no one not a book not a person I haven't really worked with that many people I've had a couple healers I've put my trust into on my path but this has all been from my soul I swear to god it's been wild but I don't recommend that for everyone to you know not have lots of support around you but my journey just unfolded like that so yeah my inner child is my mentor (laughs) I love that um your go-to feel-good film (laughs) I don't really watch film or TVs, but the film I do watch that I love is Avatar. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's my what? favorite film. Like I don't ever watch anything like other than Avatar. <laughs> Stop. Oh my God, I love that. Maybe because it's so out of this world. But... Literally, it's like the only thing I connect to. Like I love Avatar. I think they're amazing. <laughs> oh, I love, love, love that. Okay, a moment where you felt most proud. Oh, I love this. Actually... A moment last year, so I went to India for 12 weeks to go deeper into my Ayurvedic studies and training. And I was at an Ayurvedic Panchakarma Institute, like in the jungle in Kerala, in the south of India. And the training that we had there, they didn't have any kind of supporting media or books or uh, yeah support for us on as students on the course and I spoke to the owner there and he had literally said to me he was like you know I've been looking for years and years for someone to put together a, a textbook for our school but I haven't come across anyone anyway after that I ended up writing the school a 900 page Ayurvedic student textbook and that was literally one of my proudest moments because I wow. love writing and it was just the most incredible experience and I wrote the whole thing designed it half it's in Sanskrit it's just crazy but that was like oh my god I'm very proud of myself I was like in lockdown before lockdown happened with this I find this student textbook um <laughs> incredible. yeah so wow. that's a big one for me definitely yeah yeah a song that cheers you up oh a song that cheers me up 
in a fun way. Okay, probably something like Sean Paul, Get Busy. Like, if I'm in a mood, if I'm oh being moody, yes. chuck that on and I will be out of funk. Like, just give me some Sean Paul. Oh my good. God, what? <laughs> the I'm still into that. Okay, um, top tip for dealing with stress. Oh, journaling. Write about it. Don't let it fester. Don't let it rot away in your body. Get it out. And also getting out in nature. Go for a walk. Mm. Like, super simple. But journal and then get outside and just change your space and environment. I literally have so many, but I'll just stay to those two. (laughs) (laughs) No, they're perfect. One thing you'd like to achieve in the next year? To be hosting my healing circles in person. (laughs) No, please come. I would love you there. No, so it's such a powerful experience to... So women for thousands of years in healing cultures would gather in circle to to connect and support each other and to share knowledge and wisdom and information. And I love nothing more than gathering with women and being able to connect in that way. And I'm going to be hosting some more online, but actually in person, it's going to be incredible. So I would love you there, Roxy. More healing circles in 2021. <laughs> I'm in. I'm in. Um, and the last question is the first person you call to share good news. Oh, I love this. My soulmate, Alice, my best friend. She has been my absolute rock on my journey. She was literally the first person uh, when I was, yeah, age 19 that I even started opening up to about anything. It was her and she has just been incredible. So yeah, 100% my soul sister, Alice. (laughs) Karina, you have been the most amazing guest. Thank you so much for joining the moments that made me and telling us your three defining moments. Thank you so much for having me, Roxy. Honestly, I just want to show you so much gratitude for even holding this space. I feel so safe in your arms and I would never have actually shared this with anyone that I didn't feel that trust and love with and for. So thank you for being the first person I shared with this publicly, actually. Thank you. Oh, I adore you, darling. I can't can't wait to see you in real life. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Hug soon, lots of hugs. Oh no, thank you so much, lovely. Thanks, darling. Take care. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all. 
jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms.